It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for Clips and Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Ready? Just call me Swanee. Tiger style. Tiger Finally, Clemson Sports Talk has come back to drive time. Hello, everybody. Lawton Swan back in the saddle. Once again, it is the show that shakes the Southland. Clemson Sports Talk for you each and every afternoon as you make your way around the great state of South Carolina and beyond. Hanging out with us in the Midlands on Fox Sports Radio 1400 in the PD on Sports Radio 100.1 The Fan and in the Low Country on 920 AM in Manning. It is the show that shakes the Southland. Your website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. If you hate typing, ClemsonRadio.com will get you there as well. $63.17, just $0.18 cents a day to become a premium subscriber and help support us over on our website. And again, that dollar is $63.17. We'd love to have you come over and hang out and be a part of everything that we've got going on over on ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Again, appreciate everybody being a part of the program. So fun to be here kicking things off on a Wednesday afternoon. Man, the weeks just roll along. You know, over the past couple of days, we've had uh, so many opportunities to think about you know, the, the changes that are coming to sports, and we'll obviously get into those things over the next couple of segments on the program. But, you know, hearing from so many of you whether that be you know be via text or whether that be phone, whether that be on Twitter, you guys really got me thinking back. And we've had so many great guests recently: Tom Weidman, uh, Terrell McIntyre. I mean, guys from my days at at Little Giant Coliseum, and and more importantly, that kind of got me thinking about the the time we spent at, at Fike playing basketball and. Even though it was always a little joke, a running joke, when the Swan Fitness Center was put in, I used to kind of joke with people that, you know, maybe they they named that in honor of the amount of, <laughs> in honor of the amount of time I, I spent at fight. Because believe me, I had several strategies uh, during college. Uh, one of which was to make sure that I took early classes. And I took early classes so that I could get my classes over with and, and get down to the gym and get a chance to uh, you know, spend time and, and, and build relationships and camaraderie with so many people. And, you know, I wasn't in a fraternity, but I, I feel like I had a fraternity and I had a fraternity of brothers who were uh, at the gym, guys who I played basketball with for so many years and those memories and moments honest to goodness, just take me back. 
And so John Siketa said here on the program the other day, he said, Swanee, you got stories to tell. Why don't you tell some of your stories? You ought to write a book. Well, I thought about it. Tickling the keys, putting together my novel, novelette, if you will. Um, I guess it could work. I don't know if anybody would buy it. But you know what I do have? I have the radio time to share some of these stories that I have with you. And we we tend to do that. But it really got me focused on on being attentive to the stories that that, that I recall and, and to the things that I remember from my time in, in Tigertown. And so from that standpoint, I thought, you know what? We'll dive in. We'll go that direction a little bit yeah, from time to time. We'll let you weigh in and give some of your great stories because I mean they exist and 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 college was a time for me where you know you're you're on your own and and I don't know if college will be the same for a lot of kids this year that's another kind of thought process behind it I don't know what college is going to look like in 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 2020 I don't know what it's going to look like in September when things get rocking and rolling when the kids report back if they report back and for some kids, some of these memories that I have stored in my 43-year-old brain from 20-some-odd years ago are, are memories that some kids are going to miss out on. Some students might have a senior year, and some may have already had it. That you know Their senior year was cut short, but who knows? You start to look at the circumstances in California with the Cal State University shutting down 23 campuses in the fall, who's to say they're going to be open in the spring? And there are seniors at those schools. Those are kids that are, are unfortunately, and, and it's by no, no one's fault. Like it, it, it might be easy to sit and say, yeah, it, it is somebody's fault because we're panicking about this thing. But I don't consider it to be panicking when the goal is to lessen the severity of something, and we have ways to do that. Certainly, we could go out. Absolutely, more and more people could congregate, and we could attempt to create the the lasting and, and long-term hope, of course, is that you hit like this herd immunity level. But at what cost to the hospital systems, at what cost to the lives of people, those are the things we don't know. And so from the standpoint of being able to mitigate it for certain by by staying apart as long as possible, that kind of makes sense. And again, I've said, I think the next two weeks in the state of South Carolina are huge. And if you if you love sports, if you want to see college football on your television, or if you want to go to games, or even have a chance to tailgate, I truly believe... I truly believe that those determinations will be made off of the data that comes out over the next couple of weeks. I think that's I think that's what we're dealing with. Because if the commingling, if everybody getting back together means that all of a sudden we've got circumstances where lots and lots of people are getting sick, lots and lots of people are being hospitalized, the 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 direction of this whole deal is going to change. And the direction is going to be, we got to go back to the way things were. So kids are going to lose out on opportunities to, to build and make stories. Kids are going to lose out on chances to live out their dreams. Guys like Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne could lose out on their final season collegiately. 
And who's to say? Maybe Lawrence has got two in his system. I think I'd only have one, considering the fact that he's, by most estimations, going to be the number one overall draft pick. I think I'd be hard-pressed to stick around as much as I like Tigertown. But from the standpoint of the stories, whether that was you know starting out starting out my career in Johnstone F three twenty seven, shout out to F. I'll even allow the F annexers to be a part of the show. I'll let you be a part of the F community if you will. Starting out in F three twenty seven, and kind of I remember the first day vividly. You get dropped off, and like your family leaves. This is not when you're when you're a guy at college, at least when you were me, there wasn't this big build up of okay, we gotta go buy you matching uh sheets for your bed and we gotta get curtains for your windows and we gotta get this, we gotta get that. And this is not a this is not you know, this is nothing against my, my dad or anybody else to help me move in. This was a lot of me. Those things were trivial to me. I didn't need you know, really nice carpet. I remember the carpet we got. It was a little black, probably 12 feet by 6 feet, you know. I didn't need a ton of stuff. In, in Johnstone, you could hang up your, your posters with magnets because the walls in my dorm were metallic. You still had the old gun holsters from back when Clemson had, was a, a military institution. You had a sink in your, in, in, your, in your bedroom, but that was it. There was no bathroom. You had to go down the hall to the restroom. They did have shower curtains they had just installed. Get this. You talk about caveman era. They had just installed stalls in the restrooms around the toilets. Not the urinals, the toilets. And so these things were new. Cable had only been in the dorm for a couple of years. If you wanted to access the internet, you had to know somebody that worked in Clemson's uh, DCIT, which was the IT department, essentially. And they had to give you this little code called Winsock. And you, you now, and some of you are going, what? Yes. There was no internet in our dorms. So if we wanted to access something outside of Clemson's.edu, you, know, you could register for class or go into what they call the student information system. You could log into that. But before that, guys, listen. If I wanted to get on CNN.com, ESPN.com, FoxNews.com, uh, whatever.com, you had to go through this like rudimentary thing called Winsock with a backdoor code that would get you where you could go out and, and surf the Internet at that time, which was not much to surf. But we were all in the age of building your little web page. Everybody's site was under construction. (laughs) I never will forget Lawton's links. Yeah, I'm going to put some cool links together for all the people that want to know where to go to get their information on the Internet. I mean, it was that's the way it was. There was no Facebook. There's no Twitter. I mean, these were the the early uh, building blocks to what would become for some. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. People, a billion dollar operations. 
million dollar, you know, guys that turned into millionaires were doing the same thing that I was in Serene Hall or in my dorm room, uh, just trying to learn a little bit about HTML and, and, and coding. And so, you know, thinking back on that, how different it is today with online classes and this and that and the other. You had to call home. You had to call collect. We didn't have cell phones. It was it was it was incredible. But one of the you know, one of the memories I have is whether I was in Johnstone F327 as a freshman or when I moved downstairs to F119 for the next two years. Uh, and, And by the way, I remember people coming by selling you cologne. <laughs> cheap people coming by selling a little apparatus to hook into your cable your your television so you could get like HBO it like a little cylinder i don't even have a clue what that thing how that worked or what but it worked a descrambler or something i mean they had all this crazy stuff but anyway when i lived in F119 i literally lived nearly as close to fike as possible and i can remember getting home from class putting on my basketball shorts and and my basketball stuff and just sprinting down to the gym dude we played so many games we played three or four hours and and as terrell mcintyre mentioned we you know when those guys would come down or the football players would come down or, or even the women's basketball team with a toro umo coleman and amy garen when 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 Amy, uh, what was the girl's name? Uh, Jackie Stimson. God, Jackie Stimson was a monster. She, and, and I just mean she was powerful. She was six foot three. She was probably, who knows, 220 pounds. I mean, she would just knock you around in the post. Oh, my goodness. Jackie Stimson. I don't know where Jackie is today, but she was as tough as anybody when it comes to interior play at Fike. But I remember a couple of specific moments with athletes at Clemson. They were just awesome. One day, uh, Jackie came down and several other of the uh, female athletes. It was myself, three of the lady basketball players, and uh, one other guy from from down at Fike. And we were running the court. So at Fike, when you came in, you might remember this if you went to Clemson. There were three courts. Center court was where the action was. That's where the action was. The left, The court to the left would have been uh, decent games in the court to the right. You would have probably wanted to make sure you signed up to, just in case you didn't have to go to the hospital because there was no idea what kind of basketball was being played on the far right court. But center court back then at Little John, there were only three courts. I mean, center court at fight, there were only three courts back then, uh, was where the action was. And, you know, the athletes would come down there, but there was this one day in particular where it was myself and three of the, the lady basketball players. And uh, one other guy, and we're running the court, and we're playing. We're playing against football players. We're playing against. I mean, it is just a loaded group, and it is so much fun because you know everybody's thinking. And, and I'm not talking. We're playing against another team with with you know females. This is me, another guy, and three females, and we're wearing out all male squads. It's incredible. And I never will forget, you know, just the three, four, five games that we won in a row and and really how good that felt to be on the court. And you get in this groove, sort of like being in the NCAA tournament, I think, to a degree, where you win one, you feel good. You win two, you really start feeling good. You win three, you start thinking, okay, we're playing great. Now you're getting tired, but you're in a rhythm. You kind of know what everybody in your squad gives you. And uh, Laura Cottrell, I think, was one of the other girls' names that was down there. And, and it was it was awesome. It was so fun. Now, 
Another story I'll tell you about real quick, uh, kind of on the same front is, you may remember Rod Gardner, former Clemson Tiger wide receiver. Oddly enough, the first Clemson wide receiver, I I believe, to ever have a 1,000-yard season. Uh, Maybe the first to ever have a 10-catch game. I mean, listen, we're talking about 1990s. I'll have to dig in on those a little bit later in the program and see if I can get those stats for you. But I'm pretty sure, and I'm making it right now, but I'm pretty sure Rod Gardner was the first Clemson wide receiver to hit 1,000 yards receiving in a season. Which just doesn't make sense. Like, you would think that that would be something that a, that a guy who's 43 and was playing 20 years ago would not be the guy setting that record. It's not as if the fur, the forward pass was just invented. <laughs> Some might say maybe it was just invented at Clemson back in the early, mid-90s. But yeah, I, I, the first single-season 1,000-yard receiver, Rod Gardner. And, and I think the first player to ever have 10 catches in a game, as I mentioned. I'd have to, I'll have to ask Tim Beret tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure that's the fact. But Rod Gardner was a freshman at Clemson. Uh, my sophomore year. And so we're down there at Fike one day, and the, the football players come in, and you can tell the football players when they arrive. As a matter of fact, I may have been a junior when Rod Gardner arrived at Clemson. And I really, I honestly can't remember. But Gardner comes to the gym with some other basketball players or some other football players. I mean, we got after it and we were not intimidated by these guys. I didn't I didn't care who Rod Gardner was. I didn't I'd five star, four star, three star, no star. It didn't matter to me. Because when you played at Fike, and if you were any of the you know, if you were the guys that were always there, that was your territory, right? I told you it was like a fraternity. It was your realm. It was the place you dug in. And so it, you know, these guys would come down there, and a lot of them would think, well, they were great athletes, but they think they're going to intimidate you. They think they were just going to win because of who they were and not how they played. And I can tell you, man, we would get after these guys, but there was a moment specifically uh, in, you know, our, our time out there on the court where Rod goes up for a rebound. And I'm going up for it as well. Now he's six two, six three, probably two hundred and probably two hundred pounds in. I mean, he's a bit, and he was cut. I mean, he was he was he was put together. And somehow, some way, I end up elbowing him as he's coming up. I'm grabbing the rebound, and his mouth hits my elbow. And I've never seen a guy. And I, yeah, you know, I don't know if if Rob would admit this today or not, but I have never seen a guy, 18 years old, that I knew was going to play college football at Clemson, shut down faster than Rod Gardner at that point in his career with a busted lip at Fike. And I, I remember thinking, it, and to this day, I, I always remember thinking, leaving the gym and heading, you know, heading back up to the dorm room and thinking, holy cow. This guy, this guy that just got shut down because he busted his lip, is going to be an impactful football player at Clemson. Uh, well, he was. 
He was a t- one of the ten finalists for the Bolitnikoff. Uh, you know, he's one of the best wide receivers in Clemson history. And, of course, he's a, a guy who uh, went on to play seven years in the NFL. And, you know, I think back to that day in Fike, and those stories are, are the great stories. Those stories are the things I remember about Clemson, Fike, and spending time there balling out with Clemson football players, women's basketball players, Men's basketball player. And when those dudes showed up, uh, Terrell McIntyre was unbelievable. He may have downplayed how good he was here on the show when he visited the other day, but I can assure you that Terrell McIntyre, when he rolled in to Fike Fieldhouse, was unbelievable. I mean, the guy was incredible, and he could hit you with a pass out of nowhere. Speaking of which, we'll hit a pass right after this break. Stay with us. At it on a Wednesday afternoon, Lawton Swan hanging out with you here. The show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk. Again, you can be a part of the program. 803 450 0086. 803 450 We do our best to make it easy for you to hang out. You can also call that number, be a part of the program. But if you text it, you never do it while you're driving the website. ClemsonSportsTalk.com, ClemsonRadio.com will get you there as well. And what an awesome, awesome opportunity for us to interview uh, Bubba Chandler the other day. That interview right now, just peachy up over on our website. You want to make sure you go check that out. You can join us for just $63.17. That's right, I said it. 63 17 that's 18 cents a day continue to help us grow post in our forums i can remember back in the day when websites were emerging uh the the post donor on friday deals that we would do back when i was affiliated with TigerNet. well if you love TigerNet in its uh original rendition you're gonna love what we bring you this is not a wick site this is not a site that you know it's old school in nature this is a site that is brand new and it is state of the art you will not believe the video you will not believe the audio the fan polls everything clemson sports talk.com so make sure you head over there now yesterday on the program we talked a little bit about some of the changes that obviously were uh, with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming down the line in college sports and the state of California, as I mentioned earlier in the show, that's a that's a huge deal. What's going on there? But then, I think the other thing that you you really have to consider is what what does this look like from the standpoint of of conference tournaments, and what does it look like from the standpoint of the the way things are going to be shaped in terms of ancillary? Is that the right? Is that the right word? Ancillary games, games that 
you know, aren't exactly necessary during a season. Now, some would say no games, Swanee, are really necessary. But like we mentioned about the mat yesterday, canceling postseason tournaments for eight sports, uh, changing their entire format for college basketball. We've seen other programs uh, change their college basketball tournament, I should say. We've seen other programs around the country cutting uh, different sports, soccer, etc. We've seen those things going away, some of which people have said have been scheduled. But uh, the Mid-American Conference is canceling postseason tournaments beginning in 2021 for multiple sports and changing the postseason format for the men's and women's basketball tournaments. The MAC announced these changes just hours after uh, the commissioner of the league uh, told uh, WTOL.com that the massive decision will help the conference cut costs as the COVID-19 pandemic threatens uh, the landscape of college athletics. Uh, Sports that will no longer have postseason tournaments indefinitely are baseball, softball, men's soccer, women's soccer, men's tennis, women's tennis, women's lacrosse, and field hockey. A basketball postseason tournament will still be held, but according to CBSSports.com, all first-round home games will be eliminated. Instead, the top eight teams from the regular season will automatically advance to Cleveland for the second round at Quicken Loans Arena. The conference is also eliminating the Divisions for men's and women's basketball will expand to a 20-game conference slate in the regular season, expanding the previous formats of 18 games. Now, from that standpoint, and again, I, I don't think that a whole lot of you feel affected by the losses of men's and women's tennis postseason tournaments, nor lacrosse and field hockey. Uh, maybe some of you feel it when it comes to men's soccer and women's soccer because those might be sports that you follow and or love. And again, we're talking about the entire Mid-American Conference here. Uh, softball and baseball, another couple of sports which I think everybody obviously uh, cares about, especially after the support that the Clemson softball program got in year one, especially after the support that we know so many of you have for the Clemson Tiger baseball program. But here's the thing I will say to you on this front that That is a little bit scary from the standpoint of the Mid-American Conference is that if you're a kid and you're growing up playing these sports, you want to compete, you want to have a chance to win championships, you want to compete for conference championships. And so it's one of those things where even though you may not be recruiting per se heads up against these guys for baseball players or softball players or soccer players or, or, or whatever, maybe for a kid or two, you are in the Atlantic Coast Conference. And, and maybe for a kid or two, it's a young man from in-state in, in, in some of these programs, home states, that will instead of deciding, hey, you know what, uh, I've got a chance – to go play at you know one of these Mac schools, I've got a chance to go play in state and at least be a part of a program that gets to participate in the postseason. And so, if you you know, it, and I shouldn't say postseason, but having a postseason tournament, be a conference champion. I mean, for some kids, that might be enough to say, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to the Mac. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go to the Mac. I'm I'm gonna go play elsewhere. I'm gonna play somewhere where they've got a conference championship and a conference tournament. And 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 again, maybe these things change over the long haul. 
But for right now, if you were a kid thinking about going to you know play at a, a certain school, of which, by the way, West Virginia, uh, of which, by the way, Missouri, are a couple of teams that are in the MAC in different sports. Missouri's in the MAC in re- in wrestling, I believe, and and West Virginia's in the MAC in men's soccer. You think there aren't kids that are playing soccer at West Virginia? that couldn't end up playing at Virginia or at Clemson or somewhere else. I mean, even App State's going to feel this. They've got a field hockey team, so they're going to feel the blows there as well. But, you know, it's one of the things that I think you have to at least uh, think about when you dive into uh, where some of these players could ultimately end up that would otherwise have played in the MAC because, well, they're not going to be able to participate. Their schools aren't going to be able to play. And some of these schools that are affiliate members in that league are pretty large programs. Just another one of the aspects of the coronavirus uh, to keep under consideration here as we roll along on a Wednesday afternoon talking about the landscape of sports collegiately. 803-450-0086. That is the text line. That is now the phone line as well. Leave us a message. We'll do our best to get you in on the program. We are rocking and rolling along here on a Wednesday on the show that shakes the Southland. Stay with us for more Clemson Sports Talk on your favorite radio station. Listening to Clemson Sports Talk, Lawton Swan again in the Midlands, Fox Sports Radio 1400 in the PD, Sports Radio 100.1, the fan, and in the Low Country on 920 AM down in Manning. Hey, upstate, where you at? Holler at your boy. Hit me up on Twitter at Clemson Sports. Having a good time here. And again, from the Palatial 108 Studios, taking care of business, getting set to rock and roll as we move on and along here uh, towards June. And I, I know it's hard to believe but we're almost to the middle of may and once we we, once we turn that calendar into june you know what that means it's time for beach music here on the show that shakes the southland i for one can't wait to put a little sand in our shoes your website clemsonsportstalk.com clemsonradio.com will get you there and don't forget from the archives we're diving in we got interviews coming up with aaron kelly steve fuller uh the list goes on and on and the beat goes on and on over on our website as we continue uh to grow with your support and uh just appreciate everybody who has been a part of what we've done over there we we are continuing our series on my life in sports and we'll be diving in with several insiders over at ESPN and we had Ryan McGee on the other day looking forward to getting uh, caught up with Marty Smith so should be a lot of fun by the way learn something new Marty Smith I guess prior to his career in you know, working with ESPN went by Martin Smith so I'm assuming when he was winning state championships back in 1993 in Virginia uh, he was known as Martin Smith we'll find that out we're going to talk with Marty here in the next couple of days 
as well. And again, thank you to everybody who is a, a part of this program in a multitude of ways. If you've uh, never followed us on Twitter, uh, we'd encourage you to do that. It, it's very easy at Clemson Sports. Uh, nearly 23, 24,000 people following us, and we're humbled by everybody uh, who is a part of things. Now, earlier in the week, we mentioned Deshaun Watson, and of course, uh, the chances that he may end up being the highest paid player uh, in the NFL, at least for uh, just a, a smidgen. I don't know how long, but just for a little bit. But there were some questions on social media over the weekend, and I meant to get to this earlier. But uh, John Feinstein, uh, you may remember John from his coverage of the Atlantic Coast Conference. He wrote a book back in the day about the ACC and, and basketball that was just uh, incredible. And one of the things that Feinstein tweeted over the weekend, he said, Bears declining a fifth-year option on Mitch Trubisky, the quarterback they chose ahead of Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Uh, Feinstein said he asked Doug Williams where Mahomes and Watson would have gone had they been white. And uh, Doug Williams, of course, the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl, said ahead of Trubisky, ahead of number two, uh, I said absolutely uh, is what he answered. He said, actually, let me let me rephrase this. So he said, he uh, so Feinstein asked Doug Williams, where would Mahomes and Watson have gone if they'd been white? Doug Williams said ahead of Trubisky, and then uh, he said, ahead of number two. And then Doug Williams responded, absolutely. Well, get this. So a tweet came out from Doug Gottlieb. Gottlieb said, this is beyond idiotic, John Feinstein. The idea that the league evaluates a quarterback on race in 2020 is just dumb. Disconnected in bitterness from 40-year-old transgressions. Trubisky isn't as good as Watson slash Mahomes. The Bears evaluated them all and missed. That's it. Well, this is where the story takes a little bit of a turn and a little bit of, oh my goodness. Uh, Deshaun Watson replies to Doug Gottlieb, the Bears in all caps now, never once talked to me. And you want to talk about Twitter going crazy? Twitter loves. That That tweet got 11,000, nearly 12,000 retweets, nearly 80 2,000 likes and uh, just so many people so many people just dying dying at the fact that Watson chimed in on this and and not you know Watson again Watson again it doesn't mean he wasn't evaluated it doesn't mean that the Bears it doesn't mean the Bears didn't take a look it doesn't mean they weren't interested but my gracious Deshaun Watson I think in the wrestling business they call that coming off the top the top rope oh when you when your tweet gets that type of uh that type of love oh my gracious that was a, a good moment over the weekend you know maybe that's what we've kind of boiled this thing down to uh, in, in terms of quote unquote live sports, <laughs> this has sort of become live sports now. What what the the athletes are saying on the Twitter sphere and having a guy like DW four dropping bombs on social media over the weekend. I, I gotta admit, put a little smile, put a little smile on my face to watch that. Another thing that put a little smile on my face: Shadow of Death Valley on Twitter at Shadow of DV. Uh, This won't go well with Gamecock Nation, but that's all right. Uh, A good, friendly ribbing is is always uh, good fun. Well, of course, everybody now is watching the Michael Jordan documentary 
And, and again, maybe I, I call it the Michael Jordan documentary, but is it, it? It is, and it's really about the Bulls and their last dance, their final run back in 1998. Jordan, obviously, the focal point of that team on so many levels. But you know, there are some great snippets in this series where they'll they'll hand Michael a video clip of something they filmed previously on an iPad and they'll say he hey hey Michael here's what such and so had to say about this and Michael will watch it and they'll film his reaction to it etc well Shadow of Death Valley again on Twitter at Shadow of DV has put out a couple of pretty hilarious last dance memes where it's a video of Jordan getting handed I won't give it all away go follow it we retweeted it the other day uh, I think we retweeted that on yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon, in fact. Uh, go over on social media and just look at those. I, I sent it to my sister. I sent it to my wife. Uh, even if you haven't seen the Jordan documentaries, you're going you're gonna to cackle just, I think, at Jordan's reaction to the statements that are going to be you know, being made. And as much as the crying Jordan emoji was a big deal uh, recently, I, I think you're probably going to see some more of some more of this. Uh, not necessarily from the shadow of Death Valley, but I think you are going to begin to see other people taking advantage uh, of these things to produce hilarity over on Twitter. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at Clemson Sports. That's Clemson News, Notes, Information, and more. And again, hang out with us on our website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. We hit a quick break here, and we'll put a bow on our number one of the show that shakes the Southland right after a word from these sponsors. It is the show that shakes the Southland. Clemson Sports Talk, Lawton Swan with you along for the ride on a Wednesday. And again, appreciate everybody being a part of the program. You know, one of the things we've tried to do here over the past uh, couple of months, which is really incredible. Like, I, I know you've been cooped up a while. I know it's 50 some odd days. It, it doesn't feel like that long. I mean, it honestly doesn't feel like that long to me. But we, we've tried to have great guests on, great former Tigers, etc. So, I'm going to leave this up to you. Uh, you could text us 803-450-0086 or call that number. That's fine. You leave a message on that number. We'll try to get you on the program. We'll play your message back. Just remember that. So bring your enthusiasm when you call. Like Don't, <laughs> don't think I'm going to convert that to an enthusiastic call. But just thinking a little bit about other guests you want to hear from. And, and the reason I bring that up is because, uh, you know, we had Ryan McGee on the program the other day, uh, one of the co-hosts of Marty and McGee. Well, uh, we actually uh, were talking with Marty Smith earlier today. We were going to have him on, but he wasn't able to make it. So I'm just trying to think about you know individuals, not just that have ties to Clemson. I mean, yeah, that's great. But individuals that you would like to hear from. Uh, whether that's the national media, local media, now, I, I got to tell you, we've been doing this series on my life in sports, and you know, in the Midlands of South Carolina, and one of the guys that's been on the radio for years works at our radio station uh, at Fox Sports Radio fourteen hundred in Columbia, Teddy Hefner. And I'll be honest with you, I've been really wanting to dig in on on Teddy Hefner's life in sports and and his history growing up and what it was like to be in Columbia uh, and and kind of you know somebody that followed South Carolina 
football, worked at the state newspaper, has been in radio for years. He doesn't know this yet. And if he's listening to the show that shakes the Southland, he's he's figuring this out right now. I'm probably going to try to line him up in the next couple of days and dive in with him about you know his life in sports. I know he loved baseball, but you know, what are his earliest memories? Who were some of those local heroes, etc., uh, that he really you know kept up with? But if you want to hit us up and let us know people that that you personally would like to see or hear from on this show, uh, again on Twitter at Clemson Sports, you can drop it in there. You can drop it in while you're watching here today on Facebook. I, I can't guarantee I'll. I mean, I will see it. I shouldn't say I can't guarantee I will see it because I, I am seeing messages that come in. But uh, if you drop it in during the show, not while it's delayed, you know, not not when you're catching the replay of it, then yeah, I'll see it. But if you do it later, I won't. So the best thing is if you're gonna do it later, text us eight zero three four five zero 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 eighty six. So that's one of the things that we will uh, continue uh, to look at is other individuals to bring in to talk to all about it john listening to us in archdale i told the stories uh out of my uh freshman year up in tiger town really a lot of my time in tiger town uh, john says he lived in d6 uh now what i can tell you about that john is that means you're older than me and if john's wondering well how in the world if i told him that i'm in d6 does he know, and John may already know this, but how does he know that, that, that I'm older than him? That's because the D portion of Johnstone was uh, condemned when we arrived at F. You couldn't cross over. I think you had to, uh, F and E were the only parts of uh, that were around. F didn't connect to D, so you, F connected to E. And then just through one, I think the ramp that went across, like between F and E, there was the only connection between the two, the little hallway. I can't, I don't even think there were dorms in that part of the building. I honestly don't remember uh, that. And I, I need to go back and see some pictures of, of, uh, of Johnstone. But you had to go from E into D. And at that time, there was just like this wall, this makeshift wall they put up, wouldn't let you through. Now, I'm sure some people snuck in there. I can't imagine that they they didn't. I never did. Uh, but I remember the night after uh, Buckner Jams, or the night of, I remember going back to my dorm. We were watching that game in two of the, the, the new high-rises, uh, Golly, what were those called? I I can't even remember right now off the top of my head, but uh, the two high rises on on where John Stone, I guess B and C would have been Holmes and McCabe, right? So Holmes and McCabe, and I remember I was in one of those two dorms watching that game, and Clemson wins, and everybody's going crazy, and kids are spilling out of their uh, spilling out of their dorm rooms, and then. Wouldn't you know it, nothing like the good old-fashioned American way to celebrate any great victory. Let's light the trash cans, or the dumpster, actually. It was a dumpster fire, like literally a dumpster fire. And I remember the firemen having to come, and it was the dumpster right outside of Johnstone. Sure enough, now, I didn't didn't have anything to do with lighting it, but I, I sure did see it. And I remember thinking, well... I guess that's passion. I don't know another way. To, I didn't know another way to put it. But yeah, so I do know John based on that tweet or text. And again, he texted eight zero three four five zero 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 eighty six that it was uh, that he lived in D six. So that would have been the D, probably, probably the tallest D. I would imagine 
I don't think was there higher than I don't think there was higher than F six. E did E have an E seven? I really I can't remember. I need to I, you know what I need to do? I need you talking about some research. I need to dig into the history of Johnstone. I always thought I'd take my kids back and see my dorm. Now there's nothing but grass there. Maybe a new building. I can't remember if they've built over it now or not. John also says Rob was a freshman in 1997. Yeah, I felt like I was a little bit older than him, but I wasn't exactly sure. Speaking of which, if you did not hear uh, those stories, we'll re-rack them for you. Uh, coming up in hour number two, we'll run that that segment again. I, I enjoyed that one. I got it on tape. Uh, here at the Palatial 108 Studios. I'll fire that one off again. You can hear about our escapades at Fight Field House, Rod Gardner, uh, the, the ladies' basketball team, etc. Uh, we'll get that covered up for you coming up in hour number two again. And I see Marty listening to the program. He says he's listening in California, and we do a great show. Marty, you, sir, are amazing, man. California uh, doesn't look like they're going to have any football out there, at least at uh, the Cal State University schools this year. That is, it's going to be something, folks. I'm telling you, in these two weeks, these two weeks are very key. I think across the the country and states that are opening up, uh, I will stand by that. I, I think these two weeks right here, with people opening back up, are going to be the measuring stick for whether or not we have college football, maybe across the country. Unbelievable. <laughs> Clemson Sports Talk with Lawton Swan. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ready, Just call me Swanee. Tiger style. Tiger Finally, Clemson Sports Talk has come back to drive time. Hello, everybody. Lawton Swan back in the saddle. Once again, it is the show that shakes the Southland. Clemson Sports Talk for you each and every afternoon as you make your way around the great state of South Carolina and beyond. Hanging out with us in the Midlands on Fox Sports Radio 1400 in the PD on Sports Radio 100.1 The Fan and in the Low Country on 920 AM in Manning. It is the show that shakes the Southland. Your website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. If you hate typing, ClemsonRadio.com will get you there as well. $63.17, just $0.18 cents a day to become a premium subscriber and help support us over on our website. And again, that dollar is $63.17. We'd love to have you come over and hang out and be a part of everything that we've got going on over on ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Again, appreciate everybody being a part of the program. So fun to be here kicking things off on a Wednesday afternoon. Man, the weeks just roll along. You know, over the past couple of days, we've had uh, so many opportunities to think about, you know, 
the, the changes that are coming to sports, and we'll obviously get into those things over the next couple of segments on the program. But you know, hearing from so many of you, whether that be you know be via text or whether that be phone, whether that be on Twitter, you guys really got me thinking back. And we've had so many great guests recently. Tom Weidman, uh, Terrell McIntyre. I mean, guys from my days at, at Little Giant Coliseum. And, and more importantly, that kind of got me thinking about the, the time we spent at, at Fike playing basketball. And even though it was always a little joke, a running joke, when the Swan Fitness Center was put in, I used to kind of joke with people that, you know, maybe they they named that in honor of the amount of <laughs> in, in honor of the amount of time I, I spent at fight because believe me, I had several strategies uh, during college. Uh, one of which was to make sure that I took early classes, and I took early classes so that I could get my classes over with and and get down to the gym and get a chance to uh, you know spend time and 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 build relationships and camaraderie with so many people and you know I wasn't in a fraternity, but I I feel like I had a fraternity and I had a fraternity of brothers who were uh, at the gym, guys who I played basketball with for so many years. And those memories and moments, honest to goodness, just take me back. And so John Saketa said here on the program the other day, he said, Swanee, you got stories to tell. Why don't you tell some of your stories? You ought to write a book. Well, I thought about it. Tickling the keys, putting together my novel, novelette, if you will. Um, I guess it could work. I don't know if anybody would buy it. But you know what I do have? I have the radio time to share some of these stories that I have with you. And we we tend to do that. But it really got me focused on on being attentive to the stories that, that, that I recall and, and to the things that I remember from my time in, in Tigertown. And so from that standpoint, I thought, you know what? We'll dive in. We'll go that direction. A little bit yeah, from time to time. We'll let you weigh in and give some of your great stories because, I mean, they exist. And and, and college was a time for me where, you know, you're, you're on your own. And, and I don't know if college will be the same for a lot of kids this year. That's another th- kind of thought process behind it. I don't know what college is going to look like in, in, in 2020. I don't know what it's going to look like in September when things get rocking and rolling, when the kids report back, if they report back. And for some kids, some of these memories that I have stored in my 43-year-old brain from 20-some-odd years ago are, are memories that some kids are going to miss out on. Some students might have a senior year, and some may have already had it. That you know Their senior year was cut short, but who knows? You start to look at the circumstances in California with the Cal State University shutting down 23 campuses in the fall. Who's to say they're going to be open in the spring? And there are seniors at those schools. Those are kids that are, are unfortunately, and, and it's by no, no one's fault. Like it, it, it might be easy to sit and say, yeah, it, it is somebody's fault because we're panicking about this thing. But I don't consider it to be panicking when the goal is to lessen the severity of something. And we have ways to do that. Certainly, 
we could go out. Absolutely. More and more people could congregate. And we could attempt to create the the lasting and, and long-term hope, of course, is that you hit like this herd immunity level. But at what cost to the hospital systems? At what cost to the lives of people? Those are the things we don't know. And, and so from the standpoint of being able to mitigate it for certain by by staying apart as long as possible, that kind of makes sense. And again, I've said, I think the next two weeks in the state of South Carolina are huge. And if you, if you love sports, if you want to see college football on your television, or if you want to go to games, or even have a chance to tailgate, I truly believe... I truly believe that those determinations will be made off of the data that comes out over the next couple of weeks. I think that's I think that's what we're dealing with. Because if the commingling, if everybody getting back together means that all of a sudden we've got circumstances where lots and lots of people are getting sick, lots and lots of people are being hospitalized, the 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 direction of this whole deal is going to change. And the direction is going to be, we got to go back to the way things were. So kids are going to lose out on opportunities to, to build and make stories. Kids are going to lose out on chances to live out their dreams. Guys like Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne could lose out on their final season collegiately. And who's to say? Maybe Lawrence has got two in his system. I think I'd only have one. Considering the fact that he's, by most estimations, uh, going to be the number one overall draft pick. I think I'd be hard-pressed to stick around as much as I like Tigertown. But from the standpoint of the stories, whether that was you know starting out, starting out my career in Johnstone F327, shout out to F. I'll even allow the F annexers to be a part of the show. I'll let you be a part of the F community, if you will. Starting out in F327, and... Kind of, I remember the first day vividly. You get dropped off, and like your family leaves. This is not when you're when you're a guy at college. At least when you were me, there wasn't this big buildup of okay, we got to go buy you matching uh, sheets for your bed, and we got to get curtains for your windows, and we got to get this, we got to get that. And this is not a this is not you know this is nothing against my my dad or anybody else to help me move in. This was a lot of me. Those things were trivial to me. I didn't need a you know, really nice carpet. I remember the carpet we got. It was a little black, probably 12 feet by 6 feet, you know. I didn't need a ton of stuff. In, in Johnstone, you could hang up your, your posters with magnets because the walls in my dorm were metallic. You still had the old gun holsters from back when Clemson had, was a, a military institution. You had a sink in your in, in your in your bedroom, but that was it. There was no bathroom. You had to go down the hall to the restroom. They did have shower curtains. They had just installed. Get this, you talk about caveman era. They had just installed stalls in the restrooms around the toilets, not the urinals, the toilets. And so these things were new. A cable had only been in the dorm for a couple of years. If you wanted to access the internet, you had to know somebody that worked in Clemson's uh, DCIT, which was the IT department, essentially. And they had to give you this little code called Winsock. And you, you now, and some of you are going, what? Yes. 
There was no internet in our dorms. So if we wanted to access something outside of Clemson's.edu, you, know, you could register for class or go into what they call the student information system. You could log into that. But before that, guys, listen, if I wanted to get on CNN.com, ESPN.com, FoxNews.com, uh, whatever.com, you had to go through this like rudimentary thing called Winsock with a backdoor code. That would get you where you could go out and, and surf the internet at that time, which was not much to surf. But we were all in the age of building your little web page. Everybody's site was under construction. <laughs> I never will forget Lawton's links. Yeah, I'm going to put some cool links together for all the people that want to know where to go to get their information on the internet. I mean, it was that's the way it was. There was no Facebook. There's no Twitter. I mean, these were the the early uh, building blocks to what would become. For some people, a billion dollar operations, million dollar, you know, guys that turned into millionaires were doing the same thing that I was in Serene Hall or in my dorm room, uh, just trying to learn a little bit about HTML and, and, and coding. And so, you know, thinking back on that, how different it is today with online classes and this and that and the other, you had to call home, you had to call collect. We didn't have cell phones. It was it was it was incredible, but one of the you know one of the memories I have is whether I was in Johnstone F three twenty seven as a freshman, or when I moved downstairs to F one nineteen for the next two years. Uh, and and by the way, I remember people coming by selling you cologne, <laughs> cheap. People coming by selling a little apparatus to hook into your cable, your your television, so you could get like HBO. It like a little cylinder. I don't even have a clue what that thing, how that worked or what, but it worked. A descrambler or something. I mean, they had all this crazy stuff. But anyway, when I lived in F one nineteen, I literally lived nearly as close to fike as possible and i can remember getting home from class putting on my basketball shorts and and my basketball stuff and just sprinting down to the gym dude we play so many games we played three or four hours and and as terrell mcintyre mentioned we you know when those guys would come down or the football players would come down or, or even the women's basketball team with a toro umo coleman and amy garen when 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 Amy, uh, what was the girl's name? Uh, Jackie Stimson. God, Jackie Stimson was a monster. She, and I just mean she was powerful. She was six foot three. She was probably, who knows, two hundred and twenty pounds. I mean, she would just knock you around in the post. Oh my goodness, Jackie Stimson. I don't know where Jackie is today, but she was as tough as anybody when it comes to interior play at Fike. But I remember a couple of specific moments with athletes at Clemson. They were just awesome. One day, uh, Jackie came down and several other of the uh, female athletes. It was myself, three of the lady basketball players, and uh, one other guy from from down at Fike. And we were running the court. So at Fike, when you came in, you might remember this if you went to Clemson. There were three courts. Center court was where the action was. That's where the action was. The left, The court to the left would have been... Uh, decent games in the court to the right. You would have probably wanted to make sure you signed up to, just in case you didn't have to go to the hospital because there was no idea what kind of basketball was being played on the far right court. But center court back then at Little John, there were only three courts. I mean, center court at Fike, there were only three courts back then uh, was where the action was. And 
you know, the athletes would come down there. But there was this one day in particular where it was myself and three of the, the lady basketball players and uh, one other guy, and we're running the court. And we're playing We're playing against football players. We're playing against – I mean, it is just a loaded group, and it is so much fun because, you know, everybody's thinking and, – and I'm not talking we're playing against another team with, with, you know, females. This is me, another guy, and three females, and we're wearing out all male squads. It's incredible. And I never will forget, you know, just the three, four, five games that we won in a row and and really how good that felt to be on the court. And you get in this groove, sort of like being in the NCAA tournament, I think, to a degree, where you win one, you feel good, you win two, you really start feeling good. You win three, you start thinking, okay, we're playing great. Now you're getting tired, but you're in a rhythm. You kind of know what everybody in your squad gives you. And uh, Laura Cottrell, I think, was one of the other girls' names that was down there. And, and it was it was awesome. It was so fun. Now, another story I'll tell you about real quick, uh, kind of on the same front is, you may remember Rod Gardner, former Clemson Tiger wide receiver. Oddly enough, the first Clemson wide receiver, I, I believe, to ever have a 1,000-yard season. Uh, maybe the first... To ever have a 10-catch game? I mean, listen, we're talking about 1990s. I'll have to dig in on those a little bit later in the program and see if I can get those stats for you. But I'm pretty sure, and I may get it right now, but I'm pretty sure Rod Gardner was the first Clemson wide receiver to hit 1,000 yards receiving in a season. Which just doesn't make sense. Like, you would think that that would be something that a, kid, that a guy who's 43 and was playing 20 years ago would not be the guy setting that record. It's not as if the, fur, the forward pass was just invented. <laughs> Some might say maybe it was just invented at Clemson back in the early, mid-90s. But yeah, I, I, the first single-season 1,000-yard receiver, Rod Gardner. And, and I think the first player to ever have 10 catches in a game, as I mentioned. I'd have to, I'll have to ask Tim Beret tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure that's the fact. But Rod Gardner was a freshman at Clemson uh, my sophomore year. And so we're down there at Fike one day, and the, the football players come in. And you can tell the football players when they arrive. As a matter of fact, I may have been a junior when Rod Gardner arrived at Clemson. And I really, I honestly can't remember. But Gardner comes to the gym with some other basketball players or some other football players. I mean, we got after it. And we were not intimidated by these guys. I didn't I didn't care who Rod Gardner was. I didn't I five star, four star, three star, no star. It didn't matter to me. Because when you played at Fike, and if you were any of the, you know, if you were the guys that were always there, that was your territory, right? I told you it was like a fraternity. It was your realm. It was the place you dug in. And so, it, you know, these guys would come down there, and a lot of them would think, well, they were great athletes, but they think they're going to intimidate you. They think they were just going to win because of who they were and not how they played. And I can tell you, man, we would get after these guys, but there was a moment specifically. In, you know, our our time out there on the court where Rod goes up for a rebound 
And I'm going up for it as well. Now he's six two, six three, probably two hundred and probably two hundred pounds in. I mean, he's a bit, and he was cut. I mean, he was he was he was put together. And somehow, some way, I end up elbowing him as he's coming up. I'm grabbing the rebound, and his mouth hits my elbow. And I've never seen a guy. And I, yeah, I don't know if if Rob would admit this today or not, but I have never seen a guy, 18 years old, that I knew was going to play college football at Clemson, shut down faster than Rod Gardner at that point in his career with a busted lip at Fike. And I, I remember thinking, it, and to this day, I, I always remember thinking, leaving the gym and heading, you know, heading back up to the dorm room, and thinking, holy cow. This guy, this guy that just got shut down because he busted his lip, is going to be an impactful football player at Clemson. Uh, well, he was. He was a t- one of the ten finalists for the Bolitnikoff. Uh, he, you know, he's one of the best wide receivers in Clemson history, and of course, he's a a guy who uh, went on to play seven years in the NFL. And you know. I think back to that day in Fike, and those stories are, are the great stories. Those stories are the things I remember about Clemson, Fike, and spending time there balling out with Clemson football players, women's basketball players, men's basketball players. And when those dudes showed up, I, uh, Terrell McIntyre was unbelievable. He may have downplayed how good he was here on the show when he visited the other day, but I can assure you, that Terrell McIntyre, when he rolled in to Fike Fieldhouse, was unbelievable. I mean, the guy was incredible, and he could hit you with a pass out of nowhere. Speaking of which, we'll hit a pass right after this break. Stay with us. the show that shakes the Southland Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton Swan hanging out with you here on a Wednesday on Twitter at Clemson Sports. That's Clemson News, Notes, Information and more. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I I was just looking. Whoa! I almost lost the mic. (laughs) Wake up! (laughs) I love it. I'm not used to having a mic that I have to move uh, in studio. Normally could keep that thing still, but at home... Uh, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta do some uh, some moving around. But I was on Twitter during the break, and I saw a video of one of what I I think is, at least in my mind's eye, one of the worst calls, uh, maybe in the history of sports. I, mean, I don't know about you. If you if you go back into it, I know the Ohio State fans out there just want to point back. Uh, a couple of months ago to the college football playoff and Justin Ross's catch, non-catch, etc. But I got to tell you, maybe the worst I've ever seen took place in, in the major leagues. And how many of you remember 
the situation that took place with Armando Galarraga. Do you do you remember that one at all? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This happened, I think, about five years ago. Galarraga has a perfect game. You know, not a no-hitter. A perfect game going. And in a, in a situation where you have a perfect game, Obviously, if you're a fan in attendance, this is unprecedented territory. I mean, nobody nobody goes to the ball game and thinks, hey, today's the day that I'm going to see a, a perfect game. But what, what ends up happening is Armando Galarragas faced 26 batters. And... He's he's sitting there with the final batter coming to the plate. I, I can't remember who who the batter was, by the way. But Armando Galarraga is going through you know his windup. He pitches it. It's a little dribbler. I, I think it was Cabrera maybe playing first base for the the Tigers. And Jim Joyce is the umpire. And it would be one thing, I think, if when you went back and and watched this thing, you think to yourself, oh, man, that was close. It was a bang-bang play. Could have easily been mistaken. But no. It's by a mile. So, I mean, honestly, what's the worst call you've ever seen? Because I think I'm not a baseball. You know this, right? And Armando Galarraga came out 20 hours ago, wanted MLB to overturn that missed call and to recognize uh, his perfect game. And you feel like they should because uh, when you watch it, I mean, it is, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. And you can, and the other thing too, you know, about it is you can hear in the voice of the announcers, they know how bad the call is. I mean, they know just how blatant the missed call was. And I don't ever believe that a, a referee does things like this on purpose or tries to, you know, one up somebody. But this was tough. Listen to this call here. Uh, on Fox. Ground ball, right side. Cabrera will cut it off. Galarraga covers. He's out. No, he's safe. He is safe. He is safe at first base. And at that point, you know, if you're a if you're a fan, you know that history was right there before you. And it was so obvious. Listen to the announcer. The announcer knows. Everybody in the building knows. Listen to the reaction. 
clear-cut history right here. Ground ball, right side. Cabrera will cut it off. Colorado covers. He's out. No, he's safe. He is safe. <laughs> Jim Leland. Jim Leland he goes is out. safe at first base. The fans are booing. And here comes Jim Leland. Armando Galarraga is befuddled. He can't believe it. I mean, honestly, that's got to be up there. You know I cried. You know I cried when Clemson got beat by UConn in the NCAA tournament. cried when Clemson got beat by UConn in the NCAA tournament. I was young. I moved out of my hot spot. I took a lot of the blame. I wanted CBS to review Tate George's shot forever. That missed call is a lot worse than starting Tate George's time a little late. That I mean, I'm telling you, that may be the worst missed call I've ever seen because of the stakes. Like a perfect game. You win a basketball game. You lose a basketball game. You win some in the NCAA tournament. You lose some in the NCAA tournament. For every fan in attendance. Now, you could argue that they have something to hang their hat on. Hey, I was at the blown, you know, the botched Armando Galarraga perfect game. A game that, you know, I'll be honest, it's a perfect game we all remember. I'm sure there are several perfect games. I don't know how many there have been in the history of the MLB, but I'm sure there are some that you've forgotten about. It does make it one of the more or most well-known non-perfect games, I guess, technically, uh, in the history of the sport. But message us if you're watching on Facebook. If you're uh, watching us over on Periscope, message us. What? Give us one of the times that you were like, holy cow, what a terrible call. I'd love I'd love to read through some of those, even if they weren't painstaking for you. I'll be honest. I think opposing fans, people that hate Detroit, you like history, and you see that, and it's just you're, you're mind blown at how a call, how Jim Joyce can miss that call by a mile. And if I had to see him spit those sunflower seeds again, almost it was, it was almost repugnant having to watch him after blowing what would have been an unbelievable moment. And furthermore, do you think the MLB should overturn it? There were a lot of people debating it then, but now with replay, maybe more so. Clemson Sports Talk, Lawton Swan. Again, thank you to everybody being a part of the program, and I appreciate my good buddy, Jamie Bradford. They had me on the JB and Goldwater program the other day, and I saw a tweet come through my timeline where uh, they tagged me in it talking about uh, Bubba Chandler and uh, his decommitment from Georgia. And uh, we got a great article on Bubba, by the way, on the website right now, ClemsonSportsTalk.com, ClemsonRadio.com. We'll get you there, too. But uh, in the title, it's funny, man. Verbiage is uh, amazing. And people, I didn't even notice. You know, I retweeted it. I didn't even notice. But the verbiage in the tweet said that we talked, that, that I told them a story about how Clemson flipped uh, Bubba Chandler. That's not, the, that's not the case. Flip would not be the right word. They, they did respond to the person and say, yeah, that wasn't the best term. But, uh, you know, got him to decommit 
uh, so to speak, that offered to Clemson at least opening things up and uh, his thought process. And, you know, it's amazing because I think the terminology flipped can can sound and feel that way, and Bubba didn't make us feel that way. Go read the article. You'll love it. But uh, here's the thing. you Just because you got offered from Clemson to play football doesn't mean you have to decommit from Georgia, right? What does that mean? And that's where I think that terminology probably really hit home for a lot of people and made them feel like that's the case. But again, it doesn't have to be. 803-450-0086. There's your text line. 803-450-0086. You know, one of the things that's gone down over the past several years is the fact that Clemson has been perceived by many because of guys like Trevor Lawrence, because of uh, playmakers at wide receiver and, and Travis Etienne, the illustrious running back and the career he's had. Clemson's been perceived in, in a lot of circles as being like this offensive juggernaut. And that's probably a fair statement to make because they, they, they have been very good offensively. But a, a Pro Football Focus uh, put out a tweet that caught my attention Yesterday afternoon and yesterday evening after the show went off the air. And and it's pretty impressive because in terms of points given up since 2017, and I would I, I wouldn't mind seeing this go further back actually for Clemson. But since 2017, Clemson is the only school in college football to give up less than 400 points. Tigers gave up 396. Second best are Alabama and Washington at 444 apiece, then Georgia at 456. But I think if you add to that one other little note, I guess is the best thing to to put on it. The Tigers gave up 42 in the national championship game to LSU. 42. If you back that game off, and you can't, that game counts, and you played an extra game, you know, more games than other teams, etc. But had Clemson played better defensively in that game, had Clemson even lost the game but gave up 28 points instead of 42, I mean, you, you're starting to push Clemson into the, the realm of giving up 100 less points than some other teams than, than their contemporaries. That's, that's stout. And again, you can point towards who they've played in the ACC. I've never been somebody that's just said, oh, you know what, anybody that tells you that, that the ACC isn't a league that Clemson... You know, the, 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 there's, a, there's an aspect of that. There is an aspect of that. I recognize that. You need to, too. But the other thing, on the conversely, that everybody else needs to recognize is the state of your competition does not measure uh, who you are as a program, as a business owner, whatever. Right? I mean, if that's the case, if that's how it works, then then in business, let's say you run a company that, I don't, I don't know, you, you recycle trash cans. 
and all the competition is terrible. They're just not good at recycling trash cans. Well, if you're not good at it either, that doesn't just because you're the best guy doesn't make you really good. But if you're fantastic at it, right? If you're the best at your craft, it really doesn't matter what these other guys are doing. And so that's the thing. Like Clemson's not, you know, I see these series come across my Facebook all the time about master class. Like Clemson's a master class right now. And 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 that that master class transcends conference league. It, it even in some respects can transcend years because you you build this uh, you build this foundation that is not indestructible, but it certainly is difficult to break down. It's very difficult to fall off. And LSU put forty two on the board. Clemson has given up 396. Again, Washington 444. Clemson's the only team under a hundred, I mean, under 400 points since 2017. Incredible. 803 450 0086. 803 450 0086. That's the text line. That's the phone line. That's how you can participate in the program. You know, during the COVID-19 era of sports talk, there has been an interesting new development on social media I'll tell you about. It's something that uh, in this day and age is, is tough to recognize if you're not careful. And I'll be interested to see at what point the infor- the 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 information i guess or or the the data i'm going to give you here becomes uh factual in some respects because i think at some point there's going to be a site hopefully not clemsonsportstall.com uh that makes a mistake that uh, it will make people fall flat on their face tell you what that new trend is as we get set to put a bow on the show what have you done for me lately it's a fair question just don't lose sight of the bigger picture don't forget history lucky for us at Clemson the answer to the questions what have you done for me lately and what have you done always are the same We win. Segment on the Wednesday. 
Oh, man. There's just some things you can't get used to being at home. But it's fun, man. I've had a blast. We have, we do have one cat behind us. Uh, Rocky, loyal fan number one. He's asleep. Thanks, Rocky. Appreciate you. Malibu's right here. We'll see if he makes an appearance. Um, so I was talking about a trend that I see on social media that's a little bit... Well, it's not bad. It's not bad, but... It's going to catch somebody, hopefully not us. But right now, in the midst of no sports, uh, people are really taking their video games seriously. So much so that tweets like, I'm happy to say I've committed to Clemson, uh, turn out when you dig a little deeper sometimes on a kid whose name you might not recognize, turns out to be a video game. And I'm not going to lie. There have been a couple where people have retweeted them. And I was like, who, who, who is, uh, you know, who's Marcus Field, you know, Marcus Fields or whatever. And I go and look them up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's a, that guy's a video, you know, that guy's a, a video player. It's a, it's a game. It's not even real. So. It reminds me of the 1962 film, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. I don't watch westerns, but I know the famous quote from that movie. And it's, uh, when the legend becomes fact, print the legend. And I could see where, at some point, just one person makes a mistake and retweets it. And all of a sudden, this Marcus kid. <laughs> now, look, you had sites. You had, what, 247, I think. I don't want to put it in the wrong. You know, I don't want to put it with the wrong people. I can't remember if it was ESPN. I'm just going to throw everybody's name in there. I can't remember if it was ESPN, 247, or ESPN, or Rivals. The three major you know, recruiting outfits. Two of them had a fake player in their system. Two. Maybe, maybe more than, maybe more than one fake player in their system. I hope we don't. I don't know for sure because other sites in our network can put people in, and they would show up in our catalog on ClemsonSportsTalk.com. But somebody's going to retweet one of those, and somebody's going to end up putting that kid in the catalog, and somewhere some fake player is going to be listed. As committed to a program. Now, hopefully, because uh, it's not offers, it's committed. People will be a little more diligent about their research before they post it. But believe me, when the legend becomes fact, print the legend, there are going to be some people printing legends of players who were in NCAA 2014, my buddy Brandon, who helps us out over on the website, Brandon Stott. I said, Brandon, what you been up to? He's like, man, I'm playing NCAA 2014. Like a, everybody else, right? Like just about everybody else that wants a college football game back. By the way, speaking of interesting things I've seen over the past 24 hours, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you can, you can find this uh, on my page. I posted it. If you aren't a friend of mine on Facebook, uh, this is on pastfactory.com. P-A-S-T, like the past, factory.com. 
And the article is what historical figures really look like. And so people have used all types of technology and things of that nature. Maybe you're not inquisitive like this. My wife hates us about me, but I like I want to know things. I want to figure like I want to like I would love to know what George Washington sounded like. I would like to know uh, what people in England sounded like in the 1700s. Has their language changed more than ours? You know, part of the research I've found is that theirs has probably been influenced a lot more by European culture over the past 200 years than ours. That we may actually sound more like what people in in England sounded like 250 years ago. I don't know that, but I've researched it. I'd like to know. But man, I think it is pretty cool seeing what Shakespeare may have looked like. See, oh, you got to go check this out again. It's passfactory.com. Nerd out a little bit. Get away from your coronavirus research and go nerd out. <laughs> again, if you got a great memory from Tigertown you want to share with us uh, on Twitter at Clemson Sports, you can also text us 803 450 0086. We'd love to share those uh, here on the program. I think I can get one in. Real quick, uh, that we got to the text line earlier from Coach Mike. He says he graduated in 1987. They did not have cable. They did not have shower curtains, much less the internet at Clemson. They used typewriters. He was a fike rat. That comes to us from Coach Mike. Coach, man, always appreciate your insights and thoughts, buddy. And, uh, yeah, I'm telling you. I, I got to college in the 90s, kids. In the 90s. And they had just put stalls in the bathrooms. You want to know why people read the newspaper in the bathroom? Privacy when there's no stall around your toilet. Everybody read the newspaper. You had to. That was your that was your stall. And then you had, of course, uh, no shower curtain. I mean, these things were all new when I got to Clemson. That's crazy. It was 1995. Share your stories with us uh, any way you choose. We appreciate you hanging out. And again, we'll be back right here tomorrow. Uh, for more of the show that shakes the Southland. Until then, as always, y'all take care now and go Tigers! With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.